0: Time O eight two nine nine one three nine one three is uh, the uh WhatsApp line. Um yeah, people uh sending us messages. Um we are not NASFIS and nor do we give out grants and uh yeah, we don't do that. We're a radio station. While there is no international consensus on how, why, when, where, what, how vaccine passports should be used, several governments are adopting the so-called coronavirus passport in a bid to reopen their borders and restore something of a semblance to normal social life. But skeptics say they present insurmountable scientific, legal and ethical issues and should not be used either within individual countries or as a tool to unlock international travel. So, what are we talking about? Online director in the Centre for Medical Ethics and Law, Department of Medicine at Stellenbosch University, Professor K Manthri Moodley. Professor, welcome.
1: Good afternoon, Shafiq.
0: I need to know, and this has been thrown about like everybody understands exactly what it is. What on earth is a vaccine passport? So,
1: Shafiq. as you know, when you get a vaccination uh, for COVID, uh, you get a, a little certificate issued that is proof that you have received the vaccine. And uh, one assumes that this is the type of document that will be required if one wants to travel to some country. Um, and earlier on, there were discussions about an immunity passport, so the immunity passport is uh, was based on, on a test, you know, having uh, a test that shows you've had and anti- you have antibodies and and therefore have some level of protection. So there are two different documents. The one is an immunity passport, and the other is a vaccine passport uh, that is being discussed and debated widely at the moment.
0: Okay, would an immunity passport be granted to somebody who doesn't have COVID? Uh, for whatever reasons, or would they actually have to have these active antibodies, if I'm understanding it correctly?
1: Yes, you would have to have evidence of antibodies, you know, that you know, you've know you either had the infection, you've had a natural infection, or you could have antibodies after having a, a vaccine, so you could get an immunity passport as well. Uh, the problem with the vaccine passport at the moment is that different vaccines are being used in different countries and uh, the efficacy levels are, are different and variable. And so uh, a vaccine does not, certainly in South Africa, if you've had the the J&J vaccine that has been rolled out as part of a research, a clinical trial, it does not give you 100% protection against COVID. So... Um, uh, this is this is the problem with with using you know a vaccine certificate, uh, is that just because you have a certificate and you can submit it when you're booking an airline ticket does not necessarily mean you don't have COVID or you're not at risk of of contracting COVID, because we're looking now at at a vaccine that has a 57 percent efficacy against mild and moderate you know p- protecting you against mild and moderate disease, so. Um, uh, essentially, it's not a, a foolproof measure. Of course, in combination with other prevention measures like, uh, you know, masking, uh, physical distancing, sanitizing, etc., uh, in combination, it would make sense, uh, but it's not 100% uh, uh, foolproof at the moment.
0: But isn't the truth that there's no vaccine that's 100% proof? Um the only one I think that did it was the smallpox vaccine. I'm not a medical expert, but that's what I've read.
1: Uh, well, yeah, that's true. With all vaccines, there's you know always a margin of error. There's always a chance of a breakthrough infection. Um, and, and with COVID, this is a little bit more variable because there are different types of vaccines. So although the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines have high efficacy levels, like in the region of 95%, efficacy. Uh, You can, uh, you know, when we look at the Johnson & Johnson vaccine in the South African context, we're starting off at a 57% efficacy level. So there's this variability in how effective a vaccine is. And uh, as things stand, even if you have a vaccine, you need to continue um uh you know, with your other protective measures uh like masking etc. so uh it's 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 just sort of one tool in a toolbox of protective um interventions that we have at the moment. The other problem is the inequity issue, in that uh, you know vaccines are uh not equally distributed around the world at the moment, which means that Everybody does not have access, and low- and middle-income countries like South Africa have very low access at the moment. So as you would know, we are only just rolling out vaccines to healthcare uh, personnel. And if, if, you know, there was at this point in time a requirement for a vaccine passport, very few people would be able to use that vaccine passport to travel. And if you consider a family, then some members of a family may have the vaccine passport and others may not, depending on where we are in the rollout process. So it's like a moving target, if you know what I mean, at the moment. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, the thing is, uh, you know, when I sit here and I do my calculations, I reckon I'll probably get vaccinated by 2035 at the current uh, rate of progress <laughs> at the moment. It really is quite I don't depressing. Think
1: it's that traffic.
0: Not that bad, Not that bad.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know it's going to be delayed, and, and people are looking at 2022, 2023, you know, for everybody to be vaccinated. The other problem is, what about the expiry date on your certificate? So, what we don't know yet is, you know, how long the immunity is going to last. As you know, with the flu vaccine, you need to have a vaccine every year. Uh, what we don't know about the COVID vaccine is how long it's going to offer us protection. It may be the case that it offers long, longer protection than the flu vaccine, or it may be the case that we need an annual vaccine, which means uh, if you have a vaccine passport or certificate, you need an expiry date on that. Uh, and which which we can't provide at this stage because we don't have the scientific information.
0: So many questions. Professor K. Manthri Moodley, v- valiantly trying to answer some of the questions. Dire- Director, Faculty of Health Sciences, Stellenbosch University, thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you, Shafiq. Bye bye. One day I want to be like my.